on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have... Andy and DJ cruise the motherfucking internet. And that's what we're going to do. That's what CTI stands for. Cruise the internet. Uh, we put up topics on the screen. We talk about what's going on. We speculate on what's true, and what's bullshit. And then we talk about how we can be the solution to these problems going on in the world. Other times when you tune in, we have shows within the show. Uh, we have Q&AF. That's where you get to submit your questions and we answer them on the show. Uh, you could submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is, guys, you can email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube and you can drop your question in the comments on the Q&AF episodes and we'll pick some from there as well. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just sending you a message that I think needs to be heard. Other times we have full length. Now, full length is uh, just like what you see on most other podcasts where a bunch of people sit in the room and they uh, talk over each other and do like vocal therapy. That's pretty much what it is. And then uh, we have 75 Hard Verses. That's where people who have changed their life with the 75 Hard program, the Live Hard lifestyle, they come on the show, they talk about how they've changed everything and how they've, how, how they've uh, basically reclaimed their entire existence and how you could do the same. And you can get that program, the Live Hard program, uh, for free on episode 208. It's on audio only. It's not on YouTube. So if you go to episode 208 on Real AF Feed, you will get the program for free. Or you can go to my website and buy the book. You don't have to buy the book. It's not required because the whole program is for free on episode 208. So if you want the book, I think it applies mostly to people who have to know every single detail about everything. That's me. That's why I wrote the book. And uh, you can buy it on my website. So, oh, there's a fee. What's the fee? Yeah. What's the fee? Fucking Venmo, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fee is very simple. If we make you laugh, we make you think. If we give you a new perspective, if it's good information, if it entertains you, if it helps you see the world a little bit differently, if it teaches you a skill, which you'll learn plenty of skills, a plethora of skills listening to the show, uh, please share the show. I don't run ads for the show, and you'll notice that I don't run ads on the show. The reason I don't run ads on the show, even though I could make an extra eight figures running ads on the show, is because I don't want to answer to a bunch of corporate assholes that are telling me what I can and can't say. So you're welcome. So do me a solid by sharing the show. How about that? Don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. What we got? What's going on, man? We got a lot, man. We, uh, it's, it's Monday. Happy Monday. Bro, you're getting skinny, dude. Well, What's happening? Up. What are you doing? You spoke crack? Yeah, I'm on that Hunter Biden diet. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I don't, I mean, it might be stress. I don't know. I'm fucking sleeping like shit. Yeah, you got a new baby. Yeah. You got a wedding coming up. Yeah. You know, but no, nah, I mean, you know, just still trying to get the work in when I can, you know, but, um, no, we uh, it's Monday. We just got back off a nice weekend. Uh, we were in probably what I would say, maybe not the most historic place on earth or even in this country, but I mean, a pretty historic place. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. We got to go to Boston Dude. for a couple of days. I've never been. It was the same. Yeah. And I've been up and down the East Coast a few times. I've never been to Boston though. Yeah. I either. thought it was fucking beautiful. I thought so too. We flew in uh, and then we got our driver. Our driver, we're, we're pulling out of the airport and the driver's like, hey, look at that. That's where Paul Revere was captured. And I'm like, damn. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. And then, like, along the way, he's like, here's where this happened. Here's where that happened. Here's mm -hmm. where this happened. And, like, dude, it was just crazy. I bet the people there don't even think about it, though. No, no, no. 
I, I, it's funny you brought a driver up because he actually texted me on on Saturday. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'd like to read this Go text ahead. message from him. Because, yeah. I mean, we talk about, you know, we interact with real people. We, we get to see real temperature checks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he texted me. Uh, he texted me this on Saturday. So after we were already back home. Yeah, we flew back Friday. Friday, right. So he texted me. He said, he said, uh, hey, DJ, thank you very much. I didn't have a clue who you guys were until I found Andy on Instagram. Before knowing who he is, I got the vibe from all of you as incredible people. Now, listening to the podcast, I like you guys even more. You guys are the best and most organized clients I've ever met. And I've seen a lot of people from professional players, actors, CEOs, politicians, et cetera. Your organization skills. Uh, he's giving me a little shout out. But um, he's like, if you ever come back to Boston, please ask for me. I'll take care of you and anything you need. That was cool. Now he's a fan of the show. Yeah, there we go. And it makes sense because, like, you know how we do it. We try to, like, yeah. you know, I might throw a couple stuff out there. I didn't know if he was going to pick up on it or not. But. Uh, he was from Colombia. Yeah, like he said. So I yeah. mean, like he knows. Yeah, he, he knows the truth. You yeah. know, he knows what evil looks like. He knows what all of this shit that they're doing to us. Looks he knows like. evil exists. Exactly, and We've that's a big problem before with us. That's a big problem with a lot of people in America, bro. They it's don't have anything to compare it to. That's right. It's been so good yeah. for so long. People people assume that everybody is just such a great person because they're a decent person. Yeah, it's not the case, man. I mean, dude, like it sounds good. Like I mean, it's a nice hope. But it's just not, it's not the truth. And you will get hurt with just that hope Well, alone. we're seeing it happen. Yeah, man. Look, bro, what, what's happening in this country is the result of the good, uh, it's the result of tolerance. It's that tolerance movement that's been put down through culture, through Hollywood, through the media for the last decade or so, maybe, maybe 15 years. And, you know, the good, upstanding, normal people of this country have been bullied into tolerance uh, into tolerating things that they don't really feel like they should tolerate because anytime they've spoke out against it, they've been labeled a racist, a misogynist, uh, Sexist. yeah, whatever, dude, all, yeah. all the is yeah. right. And you know, so now you have a big part of the population who stayed silent and, and in the face of what I believe to be either evil or mentally ill people, and they've gained a bunch of ground. And this is like playing a football game, dude. You got you got an offense and you got defense and and if the defense just says oh you know these like it doesn't matter they could be playing little league pee wee football players and the defense could be NFL and if NFL says you know what we're not gonna we're not gonna hit these guys because they're they're little and they're mm -hmm. small and we feel bad for them and they yell and cry and throw a tantrum if we beat them so we're just, eventually the other team's gonna win they will march down the yeah, fucking dude. field and, and score. like that's what we've got going on we have the weakest most mentally ill people in this country getting a free pass because good upstanding patriotic American citizens who are common sense driven are afraid to offend them because they've had tolerance jammed down their throat for so long. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's what the result we're seeing is from. It's from good people not saying shit when they recognize that things are fucked up. Yeah. No, that's real shit, man. That's definitely real shit. Um, but I brought up the Boston story because Boston, Massachusetts, like I said, beautiful place, love the people, uh, really, really awesome stuff. Uh, but since we've been home, uh, there's something else going on in Massachusetts right now, and it's literally all over the internet. I don't want to get too QAnon crazy, right? But dude, they just found a body in Barack Obama's backyard. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That was the Henry's body found in search for black male paddleboarder 43 who drowned in pond on Obama's Martha Vineyard uh, estate. 
911 call was made from ex-president's $12 million property last night. When was this? This just fucking like happened. Last night? Yeah, like last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit, I, dude, I haven't. I've been busy. I got a real job. (laughs) Outside from YouTubing. Yeah, that's right. Outside (laughs) being a YouTuber and supplement seller. (laughs) But yeah, so so just a little bit. So so divers have found the body of a paddleboarder who went missing in the water off of Martha's uh, Vineyard near Barack Obama's sprawling $12 million estate. Uh, The 43-year-old vanished on Sunday evening while he was out with another paddleboarder on Egertown Great Pond, Massachusetts. Uh, and emergency crews were dispatched to Obama's residence. Witnesses told cops the man went underwater and then briefly reappeared as he struggled to stay afloat before submerging again around 7.46 p.m. A massive joint agency search resumed Monday morning for the African-American male who was last seen wearing all black without a life jacket, MV Times reported. Uh, His paddleboard and hat were recovered Sunday evening, and his body was found in the water at 10 a.m. on Monday. Uh, The dispatch address... For the incident came from Obama's Martha's Waterfront Vineyard home. It is unclear if the former president, 61, is currently staying at the estate. Uh, Massachusetts State Police said shortly before 10 a.m., the body of a missing paddleboarder was recovered from Egertown Great Pond by Massachusetts State Police divers. Uh, quote, MSP underwater recovery unit divers made the recovery after the victim's body was located by a Massachusetts environmental police officer's uh, deploying side scan sonar from a boat. Yeah, man. I like it's just. I mean, that sounds like a freak accident. I wouldn't dig too much into that. Yeah, unless there's more to it. Yeah, I mean, I, was this on a pond though, or yeah, is this yeah. like in the ocean? No, no. So it's on the pond that's like on the island. Okay. Right. So the island's surrounded by ocean, but uh-huh. on the island is a pond. Okay. And that's where this happened. You're sure about that? Positive. That's that's it there. That's the pond. Oh well, that's a like a more like a lake. It's pretty big. Yeah. It's not that deep, though. I think they said uh, <clears throat> that sucks, yeah, eight man. feet deep, hmm. eight feet deep. And he was about 100 feet from shore. I wonder what happened to him. That yeah. sucks. Dude. I don't know, man. It's just weird. You know, I mean, you should probably oh, shit. where this a... picture of Hillary come from. Oh, yeah, my no bad. Shit. <laughs> yeah. No shit. No Oops, shit put bro. that in there on accident. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't know. It's just it's just weird, man. Like the whole thing, how it came out is just and they're not releasing the name and all of that. Like they're holding it off. Um, they're supposed to be releasing it later on today, but man, yeah. I well, just... when they release the name, you know, it would be interesting to find out if, what kind of connections he had for sure. Yeah, I mean, these people, these people certainly don't have the reputation for, uh, you know, letting people who oppose them survive. Yeah, you know, yeah, loose loose strings, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just I just thought that was interesting, man. But uh, all right, man. Well, uh, it is cruise the internet. Yeah, we can get to cruising now that we got Hillary out the way, guys. Let's get into it, man. We got uh, we got headline number one. Headline number one reads: Now hold on. For those of you who I, I got to give you this plug because for those of you guys who don't know, outside of just being a YouTuber and supplement sand, uh, seller, all right, you're a branding genius. I, I don't know about that. I, listen, what I do? New York Post calls it. So, I mean, yeah. you're, you're a branding genius. I thought you would have a great insight on this first headline. Uh, Twitter announces new name, logo, and direction. Mm. I want to see what you got on this. So, uh, so Twitter CEO Linda Yaccarino revealed on Sunday that the company that she was recently hired to lead is changing its name, its logo, and the future of the platform. Quote, 
It's an exceptionally rare thing in life or in business that you get a second chance to make another big impression. Twitter made one massive impression and changed the way we communicate, Yakarino wrote on the site. Quote, now X will go further, transforming the global town square. X is the future state of unlimited interactivity centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. Uh, she continued, quote, powered by AI, X will connect us all in ways we're just beginning to imagine. Uh, even the site owner, the article continues, site owner Elon Musk said in a tweet late last week that the site was going to transition into the new brand over the coming days. Uh, this tweet was posted out just yesterday. Uh, Sawyer Merritt uh, posted this out, uh, calling it the new Musconomy uh, with all these different logo options. Um, and Elon Musk replied saying, quote, going with minimalist art deco on the upper right, probably, uh, probably changes later, certainly will be refined. Um, and officially now Twitter HQ is now the XHQ. Um, it's just a massive rebrand going out, right? So he's scrapping the bird. The bird is out. Bird is no longer the word. Um, and X is in. Um, now, there's been mixed reviews from the public. Uh, this person, uh, Dan Hale, uh, tweeting, or, or I guess it's called Xing now. He X'd it. X'd it this, I guess. Uh, insane that Musk would rebrand uh, as something as iconic and topical as Twitter to quote unquote X. Um, or this lady, Tiffany Fong, she says, quote, Sorry, dude. I'm still calling it Twitter. Now, Andy, you know a little bit about branding, at least a little bit. I think that's fair to say, at least. Can you get us in the mind? Like, what, what, when is this necessary? What can you can you get us maybe a peek into what Elon's going through right now? Well, <clears throat> there's this concept that when people become successful in things. They start to believe that no matter what they do, it will actually work and that it's a great idea. I call it the Midas touch. It's, it's, mm. it's not real, though. And you see this a lot with entrepreneurs, right? They've, they've built something that was really great. And then they go over here and like, you know, you build a business and then you think you can be a restaurant, you know, owner and you start to open well, restaurants like doctors going into yeah right yeah, yeah. like like and they think because they're successful at surgery and they've been a successful doctor that now they can run restaurants and what mm -hmm. they fail to understand is that each avenue is its different thing and then also each skill set inside a company is a different thing so certain people that understand brand may not understand sales may not understand marketing of the brand may not understand leadership right and when you become successful it's real easy to believe that anything that you touch is going to work. It's, it's your own hubris mm. telling you that you're great. Um, <clears throat> honest take on this, you know, look, Elon Musk is, uh, I'm, I'm a mere fucking bacteria compared to what he's accomplished in business, okay? So this is coming from just my perspective and I'm aware of where I stand next to him. Yeah. I think his Tesla brand is weak. I think the cars are ugly. I think if he did, if he made some better looking cars, I think he'd sell a lot more of them. I think there's a lot of shit that he does that could be improved upon uh, tremendously. Um, I think this is this move. He's not considering a whole bunch of things. I think one, you know, you have the time of Twitter being familiar, which is over 
it's it's 15 years 15 people years, understanding yeah. what twitter is and you just flush that down the toilet so now you have to start over. You have to start over. And you're starting over. And in 15 years, you, you probably won't have the brand equity that Twitter has because Twitter's a pretty good name, all right? Now, you also identified one of the problems in your question when you didn't know what to call it, okay? Mm. Everybody knows what a tweet is. Now, what are these things going to be called, okay? That's something to be thought through. Another thing to be thought through is that X is a generic term and to get fucking trademark on a generic term is virtually impossible. It, mm. This brand, because the term is so generic, will be very hard to actually enforce and get a trademark. And he, he will be okay because he has, un, he has unlimited expendable income. But for you and I to do something like this, it would be impossible because they wouldn't even award us a trademark because the branding is so fucking generic. Mm. So there's all kinds of problems here with this move. Um, this guy's a PR expert though. You know, when he came out with the fucking, what is that truck he came out with? The cyber truck that, you know, and he threw the rock at the window and it broke. That was intentional. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it got yeah. tons of PR, right? This is getting tons of PR right now. So it's hard to know what is actually going through this man's brain because he's a very intelligent dude. He understands how to use the media. He understands how to get people to talk. And so it could be that too. So yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like this is a dumbass move, you know, you mean, like, these, you like everybody else that listen, has their, dude, their Twitter all these degrees. Fucking <laughs> dumb fucks on the internet. These guys, these guys are they've never built anything. They never built a brand. They never built a movement. They've never done anything. And they've all got an opinion, which is the problem with the entire in internet anyway. All opinions are not created equal. All right. The the biggest problem with the internet is that it's allowed people to have no experience and and really anything to feel like their opinions are as valid as people who have the experience in those areas. And that's a big problem with society. We see it in every single, this is part of the reason I stopped com or posting on the internet because I got so tired of the dumbest people in the world having shit to say about things they cannot possibly understand. Right? Yeah. Like that's, that's a big problem. And um, I don't know, dude, like it, time is going to have to show what his move is. But if, if we're looking at it surface level, and we're just saying, okay, he's going to roll with this. I think it's a poor move. I don't think it's a move. It's a, like if I was sitting in the room with him, I'd be like, look, dude, you got 15 years of brand equity. All right. Everybody knows what Twitter is. It's a tweet. What are you going to call it? An X? Uh, maybe they have a name. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, uh, there, there's, there's all kinds of objections as to why this is a bad move. Uh, and not very many to why it's a good move. And to be completely honest, I don't think, I think this is, and this could be this, this could be the intentional, you know, watering down of this platform in order to like sort of let it d dissolve out. Because a lot of people talk about Elon actually being a part of what's going on. You know, he's invested in Neuralink. He's invested mm -hmm. in all these companies, he's, he's, he's backed a lot of these things, this climate change initiative, um, a lot of these things that the communists in the world are trying to push, he's been a part of for a long time. And it's hard for me to tell if he is just a very smart, intelligent inventor who's just now recently become aware of what is actually happening or if he's been a part of it the entire time. And I, 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 it's hard. I can't tell. I don't know him. Yeah. We're not friends. You know, I love to be friends with him, but like the point is, is, you know, we, we don't know. Yeah. And so it's hard. It's very hard to tell. So like, you know, if you had a platform, right. And you, you, you saved it from 
the the censorship and mm-hmm. all the BS that he saved it from. And you got everybody on your team. And then, you know, these are the people who are, quote unquote, the enemy of all the things that your actual business practices depend on th- supported. Yeah. OK, so you get all these people in one group and then you intentionally devalue the platform and kind of make it like irrelevant. Mm. There's a lot of things it could be. Dude. Yeah, you know, one of the first things I thought of when I saw this is I'm like, damn, maybe he's trying to let me do like Twitter does have a, a, as much brand equity as it does have. You also got to think about all the negatives that goes with that, right? Like the Twitter files, things like that. So like, is this him trying to, you know, I guess remove I himself from that? No. You know what I'm saying? I, the Twitter files help the brand equity of Twitter, not hurt it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the story. Yeah. We had this, we had this sinking ship. We came in, we fixed it. Now it's this amazing thing. This, so you're saying that name could have still been extremely yeah. positive. I, yeah. I tell you what, if I owned it, it'd still be called Twitter. Mm. Dude, Elon's got a lot of money. Elon doesn't have enough money to spend to create the brand equity that Twitter has already. Mm. It's in everybody's brain. Everybody knows what a tweet is. Everybody knows what Twitter is. How, how you... No matter how rich he is, and if he spent all of his money on trying to rebrand X, it still wouldn't be there because branding takes time, okay? Branding, there's a time aspect of branding that you cannot outspend. Yeah, It's just a part of the equation. So time existing is part of the branding equation, right? There's a reason I wear this hat every day and you don't know what the fuck it stands for. Mm-hmm. You're all going to find out. <laughs> That's branding. Yeah, right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> So it could be a lot of things. Yeah, that's real, my, man. My professional opinion and my humble opinion compared to his, this man's success, um, I could be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty good at branding stuff. I know what I'm doing. I could probably help him a whole lot. And, and I, I don't, if it's surface level and this is what's going on, I don't see how this makes sense. Yeah, on, on that real quick, though, you know, like there was this video that went around, I want to say maybe eight months ago or something. Um, but Elon Musk, he was talking to like just this journalist kid and they're talking about the spaceships, the rocket ships and shit. Right. Mm. And the kid had mentioned something about the rockets and Elon Musk was like, fuck, why haven't we been doing that? Literally changed the whole game plan up. My point is, is that like to, to that point, do you think it's also possibly because we even talk about this with Donald Trump, that he is just surrounded by people who are either, not giving him honest feedback or just giving him feedback Look, of what they think he wants to hear. Who's better at branding? Somebody who's built a whole bunch of brands in real life mm-hmm. or somebody who graduated from fucking Yale with a marketing degree? I would say the real world application. No shit. Okay, I could run circles around every motherfucker on that team. I could promise you that. Not a single one of person on his fucking team has done anything close to what I've done. No. Okay? They Not even about, fucking close. They just read about it. They read about <laughs> it. They got taught about it. Yeah. And the what they got taught about was brands like Coca-Cola and Pepsi, mm-hmm. okay, and Kentucky Fried Chicken, McDonald's, okay? That's, that's old. That's not the way shit is branded now. Mm-hmm. It's different. And so he's got a bunch of academics around him who don't know fucking shit about branding or marketing or actually connecting with people in any way, shape, or form. And bro, if you pay me 100 million bucks a year, I'll fix your whole shit. Just real talk. That's the number? Call me up. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> that is what it's going to take. Or, you know, you could also just join Arate. It's No. <laughs> no, no it's, it's worth that. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth that. Because this could cost you more, like, 10 times. That would make them billions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. 
It's real shit. Guys, tell us what you think, man. Join in the conversation. Hashtag X the bird. Let us know in the comments what you guys think about this uh, new Twitter. New X. You let us know. Uh, but with that being said, let's move on to our headline number two. Headline number two reads, Critics unleash on Kamala Harris's evil, astonishing lie about Florida's school curriculum on slavery. This is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. I don't know if you've seen this or heard about this. I haven't seen anything. Oh, dude, it's perfect. I, I haven't been feeling good all weekend. I kind of like just stayed off my phone. Well, this is fucking great. Yeah. This is great. Let's dive into it. So Vice President Kamala Harris faced a wave of criticism Friday following her speech in Jacksonville, Florida, blasting what she said was the state's new history curriculum, teaching students that slaves in the United States actually, quote, benefited from slavery. Quote, just yesterday in the state of Florida, they decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us, and we will not stand for it. Harris said, referencing uh, the new curriculum approved by the Florida Department of Education on Wednesday that includes the history of slavery in the United States. Uh, the new curriculum actually states, quote, instruction includes how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit, leading to countless critics accusing Harris of brazenly lying and misleading the American people. Uh, hold on. I'm a little confused here. Mm -hmm. Is she saying that or was that what it said before? So, so the new curriculum actually says, so, so that's actually from the curriculum. The, the, the old curriculum? No, the new one. Okay. This is from, so in, instruction includes how slaves develop skills in some instances uh, could be applied for their personal benefit. Okay. For example, and there's facts and fucking evidence that shows this, right? There were slaves who, you know. Well, I'm like, just saying, like in my mind, I'm not understanding what's going on. Yeah. But like, if a slave was like, let's say, uh, a tax specialist, right? Like mm -hmm. he took care of the horses and the saddles and, right. and put the shoes on the horse and then he was free, mm -hmm. that would be his skill set while he would learn how he would earn a living. And then what would he do with that skill set? He would go start a business Correct. or work. Well, how do you think that the slaves survived after the day they were free? They used the skills that they learned while they were in slavery to actually produce income for their families as a free person. Shoemakers, cooks. Anything. I mean, you name it. There's Gardeners, you know, farmers. That's history. Yeah, that's that's actually what happened. Yeah. Well, according to Kamala Harris, uh, it's just an attempt to in, in, uh, to to gaslight us. How? Because slaves didn't benefit from slavery. That's so. Our, that's so what she's saying is, is that that immediately once slaves were freed, they, they were didn't fucked. know how to do shit. We've been fucked for three hundred years. On. So what she's actually saying is that all these slaves that did this work, they farmed. And according to their point of view, they built America. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> Isn't that perfect? Hold on. <laughs> so according to their point of view, they built America, uh -huh. but then once they're free, they couldn't build anything. Right. Because they didn't learn any skills. Yeah, like none of the HBCUs or any of the well, hospitals that we build. Or I'm just, I'm, I would like to hear that argument. Like, mm -hmm. what is that? How, how is she, what is that argument? racist you can't ask that question <laughs> like okay. that's like what that makes well, sense. well that's blatantly untrue it, it doesn't make sense man that don't make sense and so so this is great so um national review uh national review writer charles cook he actually wrote an entire article on this um on the national review it's uh that you guys can go check the article out for yourself uh it's headlined kamala harris is brazenly lying about florida's slavery curriculum um in which the article 
Uh, here it says, here's the list. It's 191 items strong. It contains the word, quote, slave, 96 times, quote, slaves, plural, 23 times, and slavery, 45 times. I've pulled each line out in the order in which they appear, which is largely chronological. It starts with, quote, the earliest slaves and ends with, quote, the integration of the University of Florida. So he lists this out of, of the actual from the Department of Education in Florida, the actual list. He pulled out the words. And I just want to go through some of the things um, that are introduced in this new curriculum. Okay, a couple of things like this. Instruction includes what life was like for the earliest slaves and the emancipated in North America. Uh, or examine the Underground Railroad and how former slaves partnered with other free people and groups in assisting those escaping from slavery. What, what color were those people? Black and white. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's important. Um, or things like this. You know, we just covered the uh, the benefit, the personal benefit aspect of it, but. Um, there's even things in here like this. Instruction includes the practice of the Barbary pirates and kidnapping Europeans and selling them into slavery in Muslim countries. Uh, or instruction includes how slavery was utilized in Asian cultures, right? They're, they're looking, it's just generic stuff, stuff that I thought was pretty fucking cool that, you know, well, that's not being taught. It's in inter- Yeah. Okay. Keep going. All right. Um, instruction includes the founding of historically Black colleges and universities. I looked through this list of 191 things that he pulled out. I didn't see not one um, that looked crazy. And guess what? I'm not the only one that disagrees. Um, CNN panelist calls out VP Harris over, quote, completely made up Florida slavery curriculum claim. Here's the video. It's amazing to me that how little Kamala Harris apparently has to do that she can read something on Twitter one day and be on an airplane the next to make uh, something literally out of nothing. This is a completely made up deal. I looked at the standards. I even looked at an analysis of the standards in every instance where the word slavery or slave was used. I even read the statement of the African-American scholars that wrote the standards, not Ron DeSantis, but the scholars. Everybody involved in this says this is completely a fabricated issue. And yet look how quickly Kamala Harris jumped on it. So the fact that this is her best moment, a fabricated matter, is pretty ridiculous in my opinion. Well, and, and more than that, so he mentions the the scholars, the African American scholars who worked on the panel to comprise this new curriculum. Um, and on that panel, you'll find this gentleman, Dr. William B. Allen, uh, who is the emeritus dean of James Madison College, an emeritus uh, professor of political science at Michigan State. He is the former member and chairman of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. Has been a long, uh, been a Kellogg National Fellow, Fulbright Fellow, and a member of the National Council on the Humanities. Not somebody I think would be, you know, off or miseducated on history, right? Um, or this lady. Uh, this is Dr. Frances Presley Rice. Um, she's a retired United States Army Lieutenant Colonel, um, and she writes about it. But I think the problem is the reason they don't really want people to dive into this is because uh, Dr. Presley Rice. She wrote this article a few years ago titled Unveiled Democrats Racist Pass. Maybe they just don't want the cat out the bag. She about yesterday. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't I don't I don't know. Maybe they just don't want that to get out. Andy, what, what, what do you got on this? What do you got on it? Well, I, listen. I'm happy that Kamala actually brought brought light to this, you know, because people are actually able to see exactly what they want and don't want to be pushed. Right. Like when you got people that are going through. True history, 
right? Not 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 the winner's history, but real fucking history, right? Mm-hmm. And when you go through it and you see the things that you know should actually be taught, they don't want that to be taught. But but actually, yourself- when you say they don't want that to be taught, are you talking about the idea that slavery has existed in all cultures across the human uh, history? Yeah, correct. Across correct every generation all the different people who have There's been actually slaves. more people enslaved right now than there ever has been in the history of earth exactly and not only that but so so you see what they don't want to be taught but what do they want our children to be taught right now? well they want to be taught that the only slaves that ever existed were black slaves in yeah. america or what about teaching our and little black what, boys to cut the penises off what, what well or, they're cool or with or that teaching, being taught or teaching our little black boys um that they can never succeed and they can never become successful in america because the little kid that's across from them who happens to be white is inherently racist and has power over them mm-hmm. uh, just for existing. So you tell me, who, I mean, who, who, who's... It's, it's, it's incredible to me how they start, how they attempt to start the victim culture in black America from like literal birth, mm-hmm. right? Like you could never be... And these are people... Now, Kamala Harris is the vice president of the United States. Her role... And Joe Biden's role is supposed to be to unite Americans, not black Americans, not white Americans, not Asian Americans, not Latino Americans, not uh, Native Americans, but Americans to work together to progress the country in a positive direction for the benefit of all of us Americans. That's their job. That's what we elect them to do. And what they do is they actually come in and they divide every single person at every single point of contention for their own benefit. And it's absurd to me that we have people in power that propagate these sorts of things and people champion it and cheer for it and think it's okay. Like, if you cheer for this, don't you understand what you're cheering for? Don't you understand that you're cheering? For the idea that, you know, if you're a black person and you're saying, oh, yes, this is true, this she's right. Or if you're like you are basically cheering and and celebrating the idea that she believes you're less capable as a human being, mm-hmm. which is simply untrue. Not only is it untrue, Andy, it's damaging, right? Because oh, even, it's, DJ, it's 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 fucking criminal, dude. dude. Even looking at the basis, like the base fundamental value right like the the whole idea of slaves benefiting right like look well, at the story let me that. ask you this real talk yeah you got two little girls at your house i'm white okay well could have fooled me yeah right yeah, right at least on the outside <laughs> all right i come over to your house yeah and i'm talking to ryan mm-hmm. and i'm like hey ryan you know she knows me as her uncle andy right she does yeah and i'm like ryan you know and you're in the other room. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, Getting and, the s'mores ready. I got you. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. in the other room, you know, <laughs> doing things that require no skills, apparently. Right. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like, whatever. You're in the other room over there drooling, just waiting to be told yeah, dude, to do something, yeah. according to her. So you come back in the room, and I'm sitting there with Ryan, and I'm like, you know, Ryan, it's, it's too bad that you were born black, you know, because you're never going to be able to succeed. You're never going to be able to be anything because people like me are going to hold you down. Bro, it'd be black on black crime that day. You know, you know no, what I'm saying? No, I'm just real <laughs> talk. What would happen if you came in and had 
I get it. I put a bullet in my fucking head. Bro. But see, that's what these people do at scale. And they have no problem saying it. No, and then you have people who are black people that fucking agree with it. And then you know who agrees with it the most? The white upper class, middle, uh, white middle upper class women. The brunchers. Yeah, the brunchers, bro. That's what we're going to call them from now on. Brunchers. The brunchers. <laughs> the brunchers fucking say, oh, yeah, yeah. Can't get an ID. Yeah. Slavery. So I mean, but like, think of it in that context. Bro, it's disgusting. No, I'm just saying. Think how evil it, like if you witness this in an individual context, every single human being, black, white, doesn't matter, would say this is fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. But because it's systemic, and what's funny is we have riots that burn down the country about systemic racism. Do you know what the systemic racism is? That It is that. It's, it's telling little kids that they cannot be things because they were born a certain color in what's supposed to be a free country where all men are created equal and we all have the right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. See what I'm saying? No. So, so because it's in a system, like, like, how do people not connect these dots? How evil it is. And, like, and dude, the, the, it's a very, very simple fix, right? Because instead... You know, the conversation could go like, hey, yeah, you know what? Slavery is a part of this, this country's history, right? I mean, I don't know if I have any, you know, ancestors, as they like to call, right? But, like, at the end of the day, you know, to, to be able to tell a story that while, yes, there was slavery, involuntary, as harsh, as brutal it was, there were still people who were slaves that were still able, with, despite all of the hardships, built stuff, invented things. Created hospital. Like, the, why is the that? The United States wouldn't even be the United States without the contribution of those Americans that happen to be black that you're talking about right now. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, like it's, it's, it's a very simple fl- like flip in the, in the sentence or in the conversation that could be having that can completely change the entire trajectory of that child's life, right? But because they want to play this word game and because they want to dial everything as negative, now you're going to have these kids, well, so, so we just had slavery and then that was just it. There was no benefits, like nobody, like there was just nothing. Like that's the end of the fucking story. That's what we're going to choose to tell our children. Furthermore, how come we don't talk about what was done to change the fact that there was slavery? Right. Well, that, that's inside the new curriculum. It is. They talk about not only, just, I think they actually mentioned it as black patriots. Um, they do talk about it because I did, I did see that. They did, uh, they talk, they called them black uh, patriots. Look, man. Here, here's the in this new curriculum. Here's the reality, and and people get upset when I say this, but I don't care. Um, race baiting and the discussion of race is only done by people who are racist. And when we truly break down what this racial division is, it's a low IQ, highly emotional, highly divisive argument that these people in power that's in their playbook that says, hey. We can't have these people get along, so we're going to push this race issue so that they fight and they can't notice how much we're doing to actually damage their life experience while we enhance ours. And that's it. It's a low IQ emotional argument for people who can't think, who are unable to uh, understand reality. And uh, these people are experts at putting it in front of us. And until we get smarter, black, white people uh, especially, until we get smarter to the point where we say, hey, dude, judging people on the color of their skin, regardless of who they are or what race they happen to belong to, is wrong. And in America, we judge people by the content of their character, 
and how good of a person they are and how they treat others. And that's how we do it here in America. Until everybody gets to that page, this shit is going to keep going on. I'll be real with you. Like, dude, the, the race arguments to me, like, it's, it's fucking laughable. Like, it's laughable shit. Like, because people who continuously buy into this over and over and over again, if we're being fucking real, the, the reason people buy into it over and over and over again is because it gives them an excuse as to why they don't have to try very hard. Because if they don't try very hard, it doesn't really matter because if I tried, it wouldn't work anyway. And that's what these people prey on. And it's, it's, it's bad. It's a it's, scapegoat. Dude, listen, man. We have to get smarter than these people. Okay, this, this lady's barely fucking black. All right, let's be real. <laughs> Let, let's be real. I don't know one fucking black person that would claim her as their own. Okay, she, she's a fucking tyrant. She's stupid as fuck. Okay, she... You know, I think <laughs> that, you know, we're gonna... Right? You're, you're gonna go to space one day. Right? Like, space, think about it. <laughs> like, I, it's just so... It's so annoying, dude. And like, yeah. bro, I'll be real. I don't think most black people are with these people at all. No. I think it's over. I think the race argument is pretty much over. I think people still get upset about it. And if we're being honest about race, does racism exist? Absolutely exists. Does it exist like they say it exists? No. It exists on little one-off things that happen to us. And by the way, when I say us, it happens to white people too. There's a lot of situations where, uh, not a lot, but there are certain situations where over the course of our lives, we're probably going to be excluded at something because of our race. All right? We're probably going to get talked shit on because of our race. Black people, you guys are the kings of talking shit on white people. Let's be fucking honest. And you know what? I don't really give a fuck. It doesn't bother me. All right? <laughs> There's far more of black people accepted to talk shit on white people than there is white people talking shit on black people. I can tell you that. Because we've never been able to say anything, even if it was actually thought that. You can't even say it because you'll get fucking... Like, if, like if I say, hey, white people aren't the problem in black communities. Black people are actually the problem in black communities. You get fucking yelled at. Like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Right. There's a double standard of, of what's considered racism. And until we get to the point where all of it's bullshit and we all say, no, dude, that's, that's a fucking human being who, if I go over there and slice their arm open, they're going to bleed red. They got the same internal stuff that I got. They happen to have a little bit more melanin in their skin because of where they come from in their culture on the planet where there's more or less sun. Like, this is basic shit. And like the fact that we still argue over race in 2023 in any way, shape, or form is is kind of embarrassing to us as human beings. Yeah, that's it really how it shows where we are. Yeah. I, you know, but again, like, is it really where we are, or is it just where no, they I, tell I, us that I, we are? That's what I think it is I, for the most part. Yeah. I think there's some people who buy it, who are victims, who are going to always be victims, who are of the victim mindset, and because the victim mindset is popular right now, you yeah. know, it gives people permission to not really be productive or hold a high standard in life because, you know, they can just say, throw their arms up and be like, well, fuck, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm this or I'm that or I'm that, whatever it happens to be, right? Victim culture is very hot right now. Yeah, it is. Um, I, think it's, I think it's fading, though. I think people are coming back around. Uh, but, dude, all in all, man, I think it's a ridiculous argument. I think Americans, the, the thing about America that's made America America is the fact that all cultures from all different places on the globe have been able to come here and abide by a set of core values, American core values, and create some amazing things. 
and at one point become the most powerful country in the world for a very long time. In fact, I believe we're still there. I just believe we're being told that we're not. If, if we truly believe what you and I have said this whole time is that China has compromised our highest political offices, our politicians, and our media, and our Hollywood, which is very easy to see by the way that they contribute money to all of these cases, mm -hmm. then why would China let us think that we're the most powerful country in the world? Wouldn't it be in their benefit to beat us down and make us think that we were losers and that we're, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, hates each other and, you know, uh, everywhere we go, there's people trying to convince kids that they're cutting off their dicks. Like all of this stuff that we are propagated is clearly designed to weaken morale in the country and demoralize us. And if we believe what China is doing, or, or if we believe what you and I say on the show regularly, that China is actually influencing all this, wouldn't that make sense? Why would they? So why you're, would you're saying you're saying that because they're doing it, that that is the proof that we're not that. What I'm saying is, if you think about how things actually are, it makes perfect sense as to why we are propagated to believe that we hate each other, why mm -hmm. we are propagated to believe that everybody's, you know, uh, with the adult men shaking their balls and kids' faces, right? The opposite is true. Correct. Got it. Right. Like, dude. They this, want us to think we're weak because we're actually very strong. Correct. They want us to think we hate each other correct. because we actually love Look, each bro, other. Yeah. Psychological warfare. It's That's what we're dealing with. Right That's real. Now. We're dealing with psychological warfare from another country. And I believe that the whole thing with COVID was all part of this. Yeah. Like COVID definitely came from over there and it was definitely known about by our country. And the people who knew about it in our country were getting paid by those guys. And what were they getting paid to do? Were they getting paid to make the country stronger or were they getting paid to make the country weaker? Close it down. Right. Close and that means down. these people are fucking actual traitors to you and me. Okay. And now we take a look at all of the things that they're allowing to happen, the crime in all the cities, um, the border crisis, the inflation, the sending of all our military assets to foreign countries so that we have a problem with our own assets here, the depleting of the oil reserves. Name me a single move that these people have made that has strengthened our, 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 our country. N name me one. And you can't name one. And now we have the evidence that they're taking money from China. Now, and this all started with COVID, okay? So, like, to me, what this is, is this is a giant operation attack that is from China to America to weaken our country, to make them the economic power and probably eventually take us completely over. Um, and there's been a number of Americans in the media, in the, politician, in the politics, and in Hollywood who have either leveraged people or sold us out to their own personal gain to this foreign adversary, which is treason. So that's what we're dealing with, in my opinion. Yeah. And it all flows into this, this shit. So like, I don't yeah, know, dude. I think that's a beautiful point. I mean, look, we keep falling for it, though. You know, our, our people keep falling for it. Like, we keep falling for the fact that, like, you know, because someone is a little more tan than us, they're our enemy or a little less tan than us, they're our enemy. Like, dude, really, like, really think about that. Like, just like I said, think about, like, if I was having that conversation with your actual kids, right. think about how basic that is. Like, you, you think that someone is your enemy because they come from a different place in the world and they have less melanin in their skin or more melanin in their skin? Like, are, are we really that fucking stupid as a, as a culture? 
It's not true. And the reason that this has been propagated, and it's not just propagated here currently now, this has been propagated over the course of history, right? Tribalism, um, wars over, you know, like from different country to country. Like, dude, all European men are basically the same. Like Poland, Italy, uh, you know, England, France, Switzerland, Belgium, Germany, like they're all the same kind of people. But people in power have for thousands of years convinced the people in these countries, which by the way, that border is a made up line that is made up by someone who said, this is mine and I own this and all of you peasants are part of my shit. And you've convinced people to fight battles and kill each other and murder each other and rape the women and genocide people based upon a made up fucking border. When those are your brothers and sisters right over there, 10 feet away, like, dude, humans have to get smarter, dude. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like we, we have been manipulated over thousands of years by people who have power to believe that we are so different that we must kill each other. And that's total bullshit. That's total bullshit. Total bullshit. bullshit and man. until, you know, if humanity would all come to this realization that we're all pretty much the same, dude, we could have world peace. If you took all of these leaders and all of them, the leaders of these countries, with the exception of a couple guys, okay, and you put them in a fucking space capsule and you shot them to fucking space, Okay, the world would improve drastically like like in like a week because people would people from the from the real world would say, hey, you know, none of this stuff they were doing made sense. We should be doing it this way, this way, this way, this way. And everybody would everybody would would rise up in a, in a positive way. Right. People don't want to fight. They don't want to argue. They don't want to hate each other. Nobody wants to hate each other. And if they do want to hate each other, the only reason they want to hate is because you've been told to hate or you've been taught to hate. And that's not just white people towards black people or black people towards white people. That's cross human history culture. So like, dude, when we think about this, we have to really like break it down. Like these people who have in power of any kind or sort have no moral authority over us. We are, we are, we are like divine godly beings. We are not like Germans and Italians and Frenchmen. Like, dude, we're, we're fucking people. And until people understand that we're all people, we're all trying to be happy, we're all working hard, we're all trying to, like, shit can't change. We're going to continue to go down this, this process of global tyrants in every different country serving themselves and using the peasant class, that's us, to produce for them. To get it done. Yeah. Like, bro, when we were in Boston, we're walking, we were, we, remember when we drove by the Federal Reserve mm -hmm. and we were talking to the, the driver and we were making a joke about, like, there, there's the most power, some of the most powerful people in the country or in the world in that building. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those people sit in that building and they look down at the street and they see all these people and they don't see people, bro. You know what they see? They see their slaves that have been designed to produce for them. And you might say, well, that's ridiculous, Andy. That's well, okay, let's do the math on your income. How much of your income do you pay right. to the government? You pay more of your income to the government than you get to keep in your own house. If you do the full math, that is a fact. What does that make you? Slave. It doesn't make you free. So to run around here and say that this isn't the case, you're, you're just not awake to what's actually going on. You're refusing to believe it. 
until we get smarter, when we collectivize our power together as human beings, this shit will continue to go on and it'll get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. In my opinion, most of these global leaders should be fucking put in the fucking wood chipper. The whole world would include, the whole world would improve literally like instantly. It's real shit, man. Guys, tell us what you think. Chime in on the conversation. You guys know how it goes. So what happened if the, what happened if the whole world said, nah, Mm-mm. like no more tyrants. We declare our independence just like they declared their independence in 1776. We declare our independence. We're not paying taxes. We're not doing your shit. Fuck you. What would happen? What would they do? They couldn't do anything. It'd be over for them. All we have to do is not comply with any of their stuff and say, no, we're doing our thing. Fuck you. And if they try to hurt us, we fucking put them in the ground. Be a pretty simple fix. It's real simple. <laughs> well, guys, let's get to our How's third. That and- for domestic terrorism. Yeah, I mean, that, hey, I, think that's, I think that considers glo- I think that's considered global terrorism. Guys, is that on the we, list? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we escalated. Did we make moving it? On up. Yeah. <laughs> moving on up. Moving on up. Bro, the, they're the terrorists. They are. Oh, we're the terrorists because we don't want to pay you all our money. <laughs> we're the terrorists because we're tired of you stirring the fucking peace that we would like to have in our lives. We're the terrorists because you shut down the country for two years and cost us all two years and ruined a bunch of kids. Like we're the terrorists because you don't allow real education to happen. And instead on TikTok, we got these people doing NPC stuff right. looking like fucking the end of humanity. Like, bro, we're it's us. I like bar motherfucker. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on. It's them. Let's go. Let's get it. These people, it's not just the United States. It's fucking all of them. All of them, when they fly to get together and they all honor each other and shit, that's and all suck bullshit. each other's balls and shit. Huh? They yeah. Do, I know they do weird shit there. Oh, fuck, girl. They do kid shit. That's what, the, that, yeah. that's the whole thing. Bro, these people are all in a club. George Carlin said it the best. These people are in a club that, and you ain't in it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And in their club, they rule the roost. And until we go in and take the roost over and say, fuck you, they're going to continue to do what they do to us, which is make our lives hard, make our lives miserable, make our lives stressful, make our lives, um, you know, shit. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. And then they're going to they're going to smile in your face and be like, isn't freedom great? We saved our democracy. Yeah. Guys, let's get into our third and final headline. Headline number three. Headline number three reads report. Hunter Biden put Joe Biden on business calls dozens of times. Shocking. Can't, I can't believe it. Me neither. <laughs> Dude, uh, don't, you, don't you look at some of the headlines that come out after we've covered this for like years now and like just like roll your fucking eyes. Bro, I look at it because they always put it up in the same notions. Like you all know, the sites are like, breaking news. Can you believe this? I would appreciate if you guys would start telling all these people. You know, the Andy and DJ said that fucking three years ago. Three years ago, bro. Like that would be cool. Like you guys, like our little army here, like when these headlines come out that we've all been saying, the whole entire time, let motherfuckers know. Yeah, because, you know, it's not even fun. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know? Let's get into this, though. So, so this is Breitbart, uh, Breitbart News article reading, Hunter Biden reportedly put then-Vice President Joe Biden on calls with family business associates upwards of two dozen times. Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner who reportedly was expected to testify before the House Oversight Committee today when the show was being recorded, uh, will tell the committee that he witnessed Hunter Biden using the influence of his father during business meetings by calling the former vice president, committee announced, uh, announced Monday. 
Uh, a person familiar with Archer's expected testimony told Breitbart News the outstanding date is under negotiation with his lawyer. Fox News reported that Devin Archer pulled out of today's scheduled testimony the third time he canceled his commitment. Uh, this uh, X came out from X. Uh, Chad uh, Pergram, uh, X the South, he says, uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer confirms to Fox that Burisma board member Devin Archer has canceled a deposition three times. Archer is under subpoena from the committee. Fox is told Archer has canceled because of personal reasons and schedule conflicts. Uh, the committee hoped to bring uh, in Archer today, but that is not happening. Fox uh, is told the committee is now aiming for Thursday, but it's far from clear if Archer will show. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Hillary popped up again. What the fuck's happening? Um, get that out of here. Uh, but Archer, a Biden family business associate and Hunter's, quote, best friend in business, was in legal trouble in 2022 for defrauding a Native American tribal entity and was ordered to pay around $43 million uh, to the victims. Prior to his arrest in 2014, Archer served with Hunter Biden on the board of Burisma Holdings, a Ukraine-based energy company. Archer was also photographed playing golf with then-Vice President uh, Joe Biden in Southampton. Uh, here's the f notorious picture there. <laughs> what the? Hold on. You want you want to see the picture again? Yeah. The guy. The the guy. Yeah, I don't know the what the fuck that is. Guy to his right with his arm around. I don't know what that white is. White shirt. I don't know. That's a fucking hairpiece, bro. That's that's worse than the hairpiece, right? Like, bro. That's an ultimate. You're supposed beauty. to be rich. You have all this money, and that's the best you got, bro. I don't know what that bro, is, bro. Some of you guys just need to accept it, man. Like, if your hair starts quitting on you, fucking fire that shit. That's what I'm saying. That's a look. That's a good look. Remember when your hair was quitting on you? What I tell you? I say you fire that shit, <laughs> bro. Listen. I say you have a good look. Now look at you. You're hey, world hey, famous, saucer, dick boss. That's you know right. What I'm saying, but look, let me say this: the only fight I've ever lost in my life was with my hairline. You didn't. You didn't lose it. I let it because go. you fucking fired it. You I said, "Hey, get the fuck well, out." You sensed that it was quitting on you. Didn't love you no more. You said, "Get let the it fuck go. out of my house." Bitch. I accepted the truth. That's right. You and you did so. <laughs> You did so with dignity. Yeah, fuck yeah. It didn't yeah. fucking, you didn't lose, you won. Look at that. Hey. Look at that fucking face, bro. You got hey. a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, bro, if I sit there and told you you're a beautiful black man, that would be a little weird. Um, we keep that for private. Yeah. Unless you tell me that all the time. Yeah. Well, you just said it on the air now. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Yeah, so the committee expects Archer to tell the committee about one instance in particular that involves Vadim uh, Prashaisky, a Burisma Holdings executive, and Mikolo Zolchevsky, uh, the company's founder. According to the New York Post, both Ukrainians met with Hunter Biden and Archer at the Four Seasons Resort Dubai at uh, Jumariah Beach in 2015. This is the conversation, allegedly. Uh, quote, while they were sitting outside of, at the bar, Vadim Porshaisky, a senior Burisma executive, phoned to ask where they were because Burisma's owner, Michael Zuschewski, needed to speak to Hunter urgently. Soon afterward, the two Ukrainians joined Hunter and Archer at the Four Seasons Bar, and Porshaisky asked Hunter, can you ring your dad? At the time, it was early afternoon Friday in Washington, D.C. Hunter then called his father, put him on speaker, placed the phone on the table, 
and introduced the Ukrainians to Joe Biden by name as Nikolai and Vadim. Uh, in the presence of Archer, Hunter Biden apparently used the phone trick as many as two dozen times, the Post reported. Whistleblower Tony Bobulinski, uh, most known for his joint venture with, quote, 10 held by H for the big guy, confirmed a similar tactic during his experience with the Bidens at the Chateau Marmont in Los Angeles. Quote, I'm also aware of other Biden family business associates confirming that Joe would take phone calls from Hunter in the middle of business meetings and with way in via speakerphone, Bobulinski said, quote, sitting with Hunter at Chateau Marmont before I first met Joe Biden on May 2nd, 2017, Hunter was adamant that his father takes his calls at any time, no matter what his lawyers say, or with gatekeepers like Kate Bedingfield, former Biden spokesperson, playing interference. The American people don't fully appreciate yet the key role Joe Biden played in the Biden family global influence peddling. I would equate it to a chairman's role in a traditional business structure, he added. No shit. Yeah, no shit. Um, so let's backtrack a little bit. So in 2015, Archer discussed expectations of high-ranking U.S. officials in Ukraine uh, one month before then-Vice President Biden visited Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko to demand the firing of a prosecutor investigating the company. Uh, there was a famous video went around. Everybody saw that where he talked about, I told him you need to fire him, but they're not getting no money. He fired him. Ukraine got the billion dollars. Um, everybody's talking about it, a little pissed, but here's one interesting thing that I wanted to bring up, right? So mainstream media, you guys, we all know how they operate. They don't talk about certain things that are damning. Um, but I want to show you what mainstream media is focused about. They're focused about uh, this headline, for example. Uh, D.C. federal courthouse photos spark Donald Trump indictment speculation, uh, saying the media teams have been setting up campsites outside a courthouse in Washington, D.C., amid speculation that a new indictment against Donald Trump. Right. So you got all this overwhelming proof that's coming out about this Biden family. But of course, they still got to target Trump. Now, before we get on to this, Andy, I got to show you one more thing that I thought was just really, really bizarre. So the only things you're seeing on, on you know, on the Internet right now are those two topics I just mentioned or the three we covered so far. But here's another uh, headline that a lot of these left leaning um, news sites are picking up again that I thought was pretty interesting. Headlines like this. Note cards and shorter stairs. How Biden's campaign is addressing his age. Aides appear to be making concessions to Biden's age, hoping to avoid viral moments or, or, or headlines like this from AP News. Biden downplays age talk, but subtle accommodations are being made. They're bringing his age back up and his fragility. It makes me think that something's big about to fucking happen. But Andy, can you give us any sense or uh, calm? Well, the eight, to me, the age argument is not a real argument. Like, yes, he's senile. Yes, he's like losing his mind. No shit. Yeah, that like, mean, they're talking about like he. They even changed the stairs that he uses to get on the uh, Air Force One and shit. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand that. But you guys knew that he was old and senile in 2019, 2018. Mm -hmm. You knew that then. So everybody knows that that's the truth. And it seems like the age discussion is thrown out more and more as a cover, what's actually happening, which these men have, like the article state, have been doing pay per play uh, for literal, I mean, who knows how long. And in my opinion, 
The reason that this isn't getting talked about is because all the politicians do this in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And so they're not going to blow the whistle on their own way to make a living and make an income and we'll pay for houses. I mean, how does Bernie Sanders go around talking about socialism and then have, you know, all these million dollar properties, multi-million dollar properties? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like these people are all full of shit, all of them. And the reason that they're not blasting this dude for what's really going on is because they're all guilty of it. And all of it is treasonous to this country. All of it. So that's my take on the age argument. And then furthermore, I believe that he was put in power. So we would say, man, he's just old and senile and stupid, which makes him the perfect guy to advance an agenda that is very damaging to the United States, right? We can look at like, oh, he depleted the oil reserves. Oh, that's just Joe. He's stupid. Oh, he, they're leaving the border open. Oh, that, they just don't get it. They're so stupid. He's old. Oh, he, you know, made these gaffes, you know, and he said these things. Oh, uh, you know, that's just old Joe. He's actually a really nice guy. Oh, they sent all of our military weapons to Ukraine. Uh, you know, he, these guys are just so stupid. Mm-hmm. And, in, and, and in reality, there's nothing stupid about it. It's all an intentional play that he's being paid to run and he is the perfect guy to run it so that because we all say, man, they think we're stupid. They don't think you're stupid. They know you're stupid. That's what people are failing to understand. They don't think you're stupid. They know you're stupid. They understand that you will look at this at surface level and you will not truly understand what's actually happening here, which is the destruction of the United States. Furthermore, when who's to say that these people, for example, let's use the cocaine thing, right? In the White House. Mm-hmm. Now, they have surveillance of every single inch of that building. There's no reasonable person on this planet that thinks they can't figure out who actually did it. And we all kind of think we know who did it, right? And them not saying who they know did it tells us who did it. What? So do you, like I saw somebody talking about this and, the, the, and this is a pretty well-known quote-unquote conservative influencer. That's a whole nother subject. And they're like, at the end of it, they're like, they think we're stupid. Well, you are stupid. And here's why. Could it possibly be that they don't actually care if you see it or not? And they're actually just doing these things to show you we're in control and you're not. And there ain't nothing you can fucking do about it. Wouldn't that make sense? It's a big power play. At what point do dictators that emerge cross from being someone who's pretending like they're acting in the interests of the people? into actual dictators that dictate. Well, they don't just come out one day and say, I'm the dictator. What they do is a number of small moves over the course of time that you do nothing about. And over the course of time, these moves get progressively more absurd and progressively more damaging. And as we do nothing about it, they gain more and more and more perceived power to do whatever they want. And we thought about that. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. The more, they're, the more crazy shit that they do, the more power they gain to do whatever it is they want. They're operating without any, cor- any sort of recourse whatsoever. And so what we call that is unmasking of the communism. That is us going from what we perceive to be a free country, which is a lie, first of all, to a new way where 
there's certain people in power that just call the shots and you can't say shit about it. Yeah. And if you do, we indict you. Yeah, we'll put you in jail. I don't even think the cocaine was an accident. I think it was intentionally put there from the calls to the EMS and first responders and the hazmat team. Let's make this reaction. Let's put it out to the public. Because here's the thing. If they wanted to keep that quiet, they could have kept it fucking quiet. Yeah. But that's how they take the mask off, bro. Yeah. They, that's they, how they We're going to do this. Let's create the fucking response. Yes. Let the people see it. Yes. And they won't do fucking anything about because it. Because they know what you're going to say. They're, you're either going to say, oh, they're so stupid. Or they're going to say... Oh, they think we're stupid. No, they know you're stupid. Because you keep saying they think we're stupid. That proves that you are fucking stupid. Like, I don't, like does that not make sense to you? Yeah, no, it makes perfect like, sense. Like, what, at what point are you conservative, pro-freedom people out there going to stop saying, hey, they think we're fucking stupid and start saying what it is? They're doing whatever they want and rubbing it in our face, and they think we won't do fucking anything about it. That's the truth. Ooh, they, think, they must think we're stupid. Like, what are you, are you working for them? Are you part of them? Why are you pushing that message out to your millions of followers? Why are you conservative influencers pushing out that message of they think we're stupid to your millions of followers? No, you're doing their work by propagating that message. They don't fucking think we're stupid. They know you're stupid. They know that you're not going to do anything and they're rubbing it in your fucking face and you're eating it up with fucking fork and knife like Thanksgiving dinner, bro. Buy my t-shirt. Yeah. Like, it's, dear bro, it's gross to me. Yeah. It is, man. Oh, they, they must think we're stupid. No, they think you're going to sit on your fucking Instagram and not do a motherfucking thing. That's what they think. And make some more X's. And the more you allow them to continue to get away with it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, the more power they gain. Okay, if they, can, if they can ship all of our military supplies to Ukraine, if they can deplete our oil reserves, if they can open our borders and let millions and millions and millions of military-aged males from other countries come across the border, if they can allow crimes to run, run rampant in their city, if they can deflate our currency and ruin our economy, if they can, uh, you Afghanistan. know, if they can do what they did in Afghanistan and make us look ridiculous, if, if they can do all these things, like- and No consequences. Yeah, so, and they can get us to believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. What can they not do? What, like, where's the line? Where's the line? If we lived in America 30, 40, 50 years ago, the military would have already arrested all these people. In my opinion, the military is, is like abandoning the oath that they took. The oath, the, the oath, I believe, is defend us against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, guess what? I'm not the fucking domestic enemy. And neither are you and neither are the people listening. So where's our military stepping up? Where are our actual leaders stepping up? Where, where are people stepping up in these three-letter agencies saying, no, this is fucking bullshit? You see what I'm saying? Like, dude, we, listen, we pride ourselves over here as America being home of the what? Brave. That's not what I'm seeing. Whole bunch of people took those O's and ain't doing shit. It's real shit. Guys, what do you think? Let us know. Let us know in the comments. Hashtag call on Tyrone. <laughs> I like that one. I do too. <laughs> Let us know. But guys, that was our three headlines. It's time to wrap this thing up. Bring this show home with our final segment of the show, as always. Thumbs up or dumb as fuck. That's where we bring a headline up. We talk about it. We go through it and we get one of those two options. So with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, photos, roadside assistance, 
NASCAR pit crew fixes car damaged in accident on Chicago street. I thought this was pretty fucking cool. I thought it was pretty cool. So listen to this. So a, a NASCAR crew members knew exactly what to do uh, Friday when a driver was involved in a minor accident on a Chicago street. The crew got the car running again after it was damaged in a fender bender uh, near where racing teams were prepping for an inaugural race on the Chicago street course, according to CBS Sports. Uh, the group included members of Colic Racing and Legacy Motor Club and was near South Doosable Lakeshore Drive when the two cars hit each other. There were no injuries, but one of the vehicle's front bumper and side were damaged during the incident and needed to be fixed. When the expert mechanics saw what happened, they ran over to assist. Photos taken at the scene captured the moments they pitched in to help. Uh, so this was the tweet coming out from Colic Racing. Update. Some of our guys and some at Legacy Motor Club guys are helping uh, fix it up. And there they are. They're on the streets of Chicago. So their, their semi-trucks are parked right next uh, to where this, uh, you know, front to bumper uh, incident happened. And they ran right over there and fixed the car up, man. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> article continues, says, quote, that's some pretty sweet insurance coverage they got. One social media user jokingly commented. Uh, to which another person replied, quote, that would be a pleasant surprise if you called roadside assistance and whole pit crew showed up. Uh, NASCAR pit crews have been described as the, quote, hidden athletes of car racing, according to Endurance Warranty. Quote, when you look at the training and the tremendous amount of pressure that falls on a pit crew team, you come to appreciate the hard work and technical procedures that they have to carry out at every pit stop, the site reads. Uh, per the CBS report, Damon Lopez of Colic said the groups uh, removed the car's bumper by unhooking the wire harness, uh, then reattached it before the motorist left. Quote, normally confined to the controlled environment of a racetrack's garage area, the makeshift repair work in response to a traffic accident illustrated the new and decidedly urban environment the NASCAR's crews uh, now inhabit in Chicago's Grant Park area, the article read. Um, Andy, what was that? So because Nat because NASCAR crews decided to fix a car that had been involved in an accident, that means NASCAR is more black. <laughs> is that what they're saying? I mean, like, you know, I'm just glad can, that he didn't get shot. Can I be honest? What's up? I mean, it's really yeah. yeah. I mean, would you like me to just say, "Oh, this is thumbs up. This is great." Or would you like me to tell the truth? Hey, we're here for the truth, baby. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with this shit. This is a PR stunt. These motherfuckers, they might have been good dudes and they, and they fixed the car. But the reality of it is there's fucking fuel pods sitting there. Like, what, what do they do? Yeah, no, no, so they're parked on the street. But I think that's actually why their fucking cars crashed. Listen, man. The, they, didn't rep, they didn't fucking mechanically fix the car. The bumper was damaged and the door was damaged. And they fucking took the shit off, and a car went down the road. Like, you have to know absolutely fucking nothing about cars to even fucking believe this shit. So, you know, thumbs up to them being good dudes. But let's not make this into this whole thing. Like, the, re, go back to the last page the article said. Go, 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 right here. Wait, wait, no, this isn't it. Let's read this. Here you go. Normally confined to the controlled environment of a racetrack's garage area, the makeshift repair work in response to the traffic accident illustrated the new and decidedly urban environment that NASCAR's crews 
now inhabiting Chicago's Grant Park area. Yeah, I don't even know what that part means. It means because they did this, they're now more urban and black. They, they love black people. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> like, this is a bullshit article. And to the guys that did it, you're good guys. I'm not saying that. No, it's not your fault. It's yeah, whoever's but running the this. The turning this into some fucking bullshit. Okay, like they didn't fucking repair. Dude, you took the fucking dragon ass bumper off the car and you threw it on the fucking road like everybody else does and they get in a bumper accident and they drove <laughs> off. <laughs> can we be fucking real here, dude? Like, can we just be fucking real? Like, this is absurd shit. Yeah. Because a couple dudes on the NASCAR pit team uh, fixed and were good Samaritans and fixed this car. Now NASCAR is more urban. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Whoa. yeah. I saw no. Somebody did comment though. So these trucks are sitting on the side of the road, like they're just. Wait, am I wrong? There? Like, are you laughing because I'm right or I'm wrong? <laughs> the whole crew's in here laughing. Like, dude, I'm sorry. I would love to sit here and say, "Oh, oh it's so fucking it's great. so great." But yeah. like, dude, I can't help but notice that <laughs> they. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. I, listen, I say thumbs up for not getting shot. Listen, I think thumbs up. I'm going to give it thumbs up because it's good that they help the people because yeah. you should always help people. Yeah. But let's not turn this into some fucking branding. DI play. bullshit. Yeah. Communist fucking uh, manifesto. And by the way, NASCAR is plenty black. Like there's a lot of black people that love fucking cars. Like the idea that like black people don't like racing cars. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Like it's Bubba Wallace. Bro, it's not. <laughs> You know what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I'm saying, dude. Like, like, dude, everything's got to be this, like, feel-good branding bullshit around, mm. like, bro, a couple dudes helped a car that was in a fucking fender bender. Yeah. Does it matter what color the fucking people were or what area, like, what, what color the people are that uh, inhabit the area? Like, right. It's fucking, dude, it's fucking good dudes helping out people who need some help. Andy, I bet you $100 whoever wrote this, whoever, whoever X'd this out is a bruncher. I can tell you this. They're definitely, uh, they're definitely pandering to the race shit. I, I think that, you know, and I think, I honestly think that's, I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Everybody's trying to out-virtue each other about who can be more this or more that or more this or more that. Like, bro, this ain't that hard. Like a couple dudes saw an accident. They happened to be part of a NASCAR team and they went over there and helped the people that were in the accident. Good. Yeah. We're Thumbs not, up. We're not improving urban environments and bullshit. Saying. Like, dude, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, dude. Like, let's just tell it the truth. And, and by the way, cool. Like yeah. these guys on the race team, like, bro, they, these are some of the coolest dudes ever, bro. You know what I'm saying? There's no disrespect towards them. They did the right thing. But the media, like, not everything has to be this why can't the story be like this? Good Samaritans from NASCAR team help out people in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Like, why has it got to be this, oh, this just shows that NASCAR is more race friendly. Like, what the fuck? We're not racist. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> like, fuck. I love it, man. I just, right. dude, I just, I'm so tired of the, like, the stuff. You know, like, can we just get back to being normal? Yeah. Like, bro, can we just, like, can we just be normal? Yeah. I'm with it, man. I give a thumbs up because the guys that actually helped did a good thing. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, guys, Andy, that's all I got. Me too. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold,
Tulsa, no headshot, case closed.